Yo, yo, and yo, yo, yo. It is your boys, Southern Qualified Podcast, back with another brand new spanking episode. Gentlemen, it's spanking today for one reason, one reason only, because I'm hosting my host week. So it's going to be a banger of a week. Uh, you know how I do. I'm just good at everything I do usually. So uh, here we go. Uh, you two gentlemen, how are we doing today? Let's start with you, Steven. We are doing great. Got some jujitsu in with the boys. I didn't do jujitsu, just watched. Had anxiety uh, every time I go. But this work week flew by, so that was a plus. I got to play some, uh, hit level 200 in Fortnite, so that was stoked. Um, played some COD. Got to hang out with my wife a little bit. So, so far, this week's going pretty good. What about you, Andrew? What are you up to? This week's been really good for me, too. It's good. The work has just flown by. I can't believe it's almost Friday. Excited for it, but tons of tons of work. Not a whole lot of play this week. How'd your yeah. uh, presentation thing go last week? Oh, it went oh, good. Yeah. yeah, it went very well. Did uh, you fake it? Did you make it? Or did no, you get it good? Uh, it went good other than I was faking that I didn't have a sore throat and cough and holding all that in, but I have since then recovered nicely. Um, but no, everything went good with that. It was well received pictures, videos, all that fun stuff. There you go. Watched a lot of rocket league over the weekend. Nice. Nice. How did that go? It went, it went well. It was very, very competitive weekend. Uh, hmm. couple upsets and well we might talk about it a little bit later we'll see yeah yeah i'm sure we will uh well since you guys asked me how my week was let me tell you uh it went <laughs> i was trying this boy. i was trying uh, andrew i was no, trying no, dude. No, <laughs> you were picking up on my cue <laughs> pretty good this week uh, as you yeah, can see long overdue for a haircut my hair is getting out of control here uh the week's been cool i mean nothing special i'm having this situation right now where my week my weeks are like not as busy now so I'm liking it a lot personally. Been playing Call of Duty, grinding out that, the ranked, everything like that. Uh, last night got absolutely hammered because my teammates were terrible. Uh, but beside the point. Uh, and I also watched Creed 3 yesterday, which uh, was a very good movie. Uh, yeah, another great Jonathan Majors performance. Yeah. As he's done the last year and a half. Um, he's going on a historic <laughs> acting run right now. It's kind of crazy. Uh, but good movie. Uh, Michael B. Jordan directed it, and it was filmed beautifully. The the like cinematography and photography behind it was immense and beautiful. Uh, the anime scenes that they talked about bringing in were like the fight scenes. There was only like twenty minutes of fighting in the whole movie, which is you know not a lot in a boxing movie. But I'll be damned if that's the best twenty minutes of boxing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it's damn good filming. So that's what I did. Uh, since you gentlemen were so kind to ask. Yeah. Uh, so let's just get straight into it. Um, we can start anywhere. <laughs> I think I'm going to start with with the entertainment stuff because that's the easy stuff to get out of the way. Because yeah, let's do it. Yeah, that's that's the easiest thing to talk about. So uh, let's talk about something we talked about a couple weeks ago. Mando. So I think you guys have all seen at least episode one mm-hmm. for sure now. If not yeah. episode two, um, both great episodes. Um, thoughts <laughs> on Mandalorian? Now that you guys have seen it as well, I'll start with Andrew. I didn't think the first episode was that great. Like, it was good to be watching it again, but I feel like from opening to close, nothing really happened of that much significance to move the plot in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Disney slash Lucasfilm did it for a specific reason. And I think it's because they kind of have to compete with each other with 
the Bad Batch. Got a really good episode on the Bad Batch. And then I'm I'm assuming that this episode two, I haven't seen it yet, is very good in Mandalorian because the episode in Bad Batch, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't as good as the one before. Mm-hmm. So I think they have to like be strategic, which a couple weeks ago we talked about kind of their timing on releasing, whether it's content and video game. It just makes me kind of even more deeper into that conspiracy theory that Disney is moving things around or changing dates for a specific reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Steven, thoughts? Yeah, I I loved it, dude. I thought I thought <clears throat> um, I thought it hit. I thought it was a, a very good catch up episode. I don't think it was groundbreaking. I don't mm-hmm. think if people were watching it for the first time, it was gonna hook them. But I do like the refresher episode. They made me get like, okay, Mando's back, Grogu's back, let's go. But um, I don't know if you guys felt this way either, or felt this way, uh, but I felt a little bit of emotion, like being torn, like with with Mando, because uh, he has now friends, and he does have people around him, mm-hmm. where I felt when he was being told to stay, he was like, I have a mission I need to go do, but I could see how it's starting to appeal, maybe, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, where he doesn't have to go to, Man- to be a Mandalorian or he doesn't have to do it. I know he does it because he 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 feels like that's the what he needs to do. But I felt like the episode was feeding me like emotion. I don't know if you guys got the same same kind of emotion out of it, but that's what I felt from it. And I, I was it, I think that's what got me more excited for the episode than anything that even happened in the episode. But the episode was fire. The ships fighting the pirate or the ship fighting the pirates. Um, him just dipping out. I thought that was so cool. Mm-hmm. But I I liked the episode. It was good. Yeah. Uh, so the emotion part, I, I could see that. It, it feels like every season so far has had kind of like an overlying theme. Like I feel like season one, the overlying theme was trust because he had to build this relationship and he had this back background where he's afraid of droids and that is kind of established throughout the whole season that he doesn't trust droids. He doesn't really trust anybody. Uh, and then season two, I feel like, is about breaking the norms of the Mandalorian. Like a lot of it was, you know, is Din gonna gonna break the norms to to take care of Grogu? Uh, and then obviously it leads to that that awesome scene at the uh, end of season two where he takes off his helmet to show like how much he cares for this, which I think was done perfectly. So I'll be curious yeah. to see if this this season is gonna be around like the establishment of. Am I going to continue to do my bounty hunting or am I going to rise to a higher um, status and lead the Mandalorians? Because I, I could see them going that direction. It's almost yeah, as if I said that two weeks ago and you all called me crazy if we're saying he might take the mantle being the leader. I digress, though. Uh, so <laughs> the first episode for me was just a lot of foundational work. The, the, my only problem with it is two things. One, um, much I just love Mandalorian. So like, if he's on the <clears> screen, <throat> I'm okay with whatever it is. That happens. Mm-hmm. So I have my little love blinders on for Mandalorian every time I watch it, okay? Looking back at it, it did seem like we opened up the season with a filler episode, right. which is extremely weird. weird. Um, yeah. But it was cool. Like, the stuff happened is cool. Them two having, like, that that good old Western standoff with that gang and then just mopping them easily that was, was, was incredible. Um, what did but, you guys uh, – you, go ahead, finish. Oh, uh, the the necessity of like him going to the planet 
uh, to get the to get the droid is, as you'll see in the next episode, like it's it's necessary. So it wasn't like he was just roaming places. He went toward the purpose, and the purpose had a reason for it in the second episode. Um, and then also him visiting Bo-Katan obviously comes back full circle, literally full circle in the next episode. Um, so those things set down foundational work. I did feel like like could kind of knock out that entire episode. The necessary parts in that episode is five minutes long on a 30 minute episode. Mm-hmm. And we could yeah. have had those five minutes put onto this next episode and had a good hour long show right. instead of a 44 minute show. Definitely. So I agree with you there on that part. Yeah. Which is surprising. Cause like even season two's premiere, it was, it was almost too long in my opinion. Like there, there was a Drag lot crammed into it, but it, it was cool. And obviously the, the final scene with the crate dragon was awesome. But this one, I I almost feel like it was just like, get it out there, like, yeah, almost yeah. almost rushed in a sense to where it's like, there's got to be a little bit more that it could have done, or, but what I was, go ahead, go for it. I was cutting you off. My bad. I was gonna say, what were you guys' thoughts on the uh, the pirate guy that was, in my opinion, a little bit of a ripoff from Pirates of the Caribbean, Davy Jones. Davy Jones. Yeah, Space Davy Jones. It's cool. Cool. Yeah, I, I had no problem with the space pirates thing because I think that's kind of like relevancy in like this Star Wars world. And I think mm-hmm. I also think that they're trying to show that chaos is being like like the the criminal element is going away. Like it's order because he's a cowboy Western Star Wars show uh, where he's like the big gun. So people are kind of like clean up your act kind of thing so i thought that was kind of cool the thing mm-hmm. i feel like they dropped the ball with was the scene where uh the youngling was getting his helmet or getting situated the very first um, the first time yeah the very first, i feel scene. like yeah the opening scene i thought was so cool i just feel like they kind of dropped the ball just a little bit on that i feel like maybe that scene could have been towards the middle you know what i mean of the show i just feel because people want to know yeah, why I feel like the 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 pacing to me was a little weird. Like I understand that that he had to talk to her to become do his thing, but it was just it looked so cool, and then it was just like serious scene right after it. I just felt like it was just off a little. Like, See, I, I think it. I think it for and this is going to back to what I think is going to happen in this season. I think it foreshadows what's going to happen. The very first scene we see is him saving Mandalorian people from danger. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. very last scene we're going to see, and where I think we're going to this whole this whole story arc is going to be, he's going to save the planet of Mandalore and restore his people. So I think I think it's a foreshadow of what's to come, which is very cinematic. Um, I just I was confused. I thought it was him at first in the first episode. Yeah, like it could have uh, been a flashback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it could be a very a very subtle foreshadow as well. Yeah, um, the way you say it, I I could kind of see that too. I kind of it's like we're gonna statement. open yeah. it. But one of the interesting things, and I don't know if this is like a me being nitpicky, but I feel like the color palette that they've gone hmm. is so childish. Hmm. Like I get Star Wars is about like selling as many toys as possible. Yeah, but, but it's like come on, man, man. Those are like blatantly, obviously, kids' colors. We want to sell it. Yeah, it, it was it was almost comical when I saw that first helmet. Like, yeah, that's gonna be a helmet that someone's gonna buy at a Target. Yeah, like Christmas is right around the corner. Let's get these boys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's 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 kind of get into the weeds of why I think these things are happening, and it kind of goes back. It kind of goes 
hand in hand with the next topic <clears> I'm going <throat> to talk about as well. So, um, John Favreau this week, he didn't say anything, but it, it came out that he had threatened to leave Lucasfilms and the Star Wars projects altogether because Kathleen Kennedy kept sticking her nose in his business. Mm-hmm. Um, so, two things. One, one of the big things that made Favreau like, okay, hold up, I'm either gone or this doesn't happen again, was she was insistent. So, two things. One, she was very much involved in the book of Boba Fett. And we can clearly tell that's an awful Star Wars project as Kathleen Kennedy continues to produce. Uh, But she also pushed very hard and got her way with Feige and with Lucasfilms um, to to, um, introduce Grogu back with Din Djarin before Mando Season 3. Which to me is the reason why we got so much filler in this first episode. It sounded Mm -hmm. like Favreau had a plan to reunite them. And then Kathleen Kennedy said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Put it back together this. before that, yeah. And then he, she got her way. At that point, Favreau goes, "All right, I'm out." Because if she's going to do this, I, me and Filoni need full creator freedom. We have produced great projects. We don't really need her guidance anymore. No offense right. to Kathleen Kennedy, but and then the second part of it is she's very much this this push merch person, right? Like every creation she's made, it was just for the intention of selling something and not for like an original, actual creative story idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that shows, like you said, in the color palette stuff. So I think mm-hmm. Kathleen Kennedy has her hands in this a little bit, at least his first episode. Second episode, by the way, Andrew, when you watch it, way different tone, right. way much more like a Mandalorian pace than you're used to. But yeah. it seems like Kathleen Kennedy was like, let me get my hands on this. And then Fambro said, this is not going to happen ever again or I'm out. And then KB Feige said, back up, Kathleen Kennedy, <laughs> let Fambro take over. So thoughts yeah. on those things. I would just love to know, like, how does she have all this power still after just flop after flop after flop? Like, I don't get it. Like, I I think she's writing the coattails of her classic movies that she's been a part of because she does have some banger movies. But in the recent year, she has a lot of flops and a lot of of softball throws. And she just whiffing like so much. She I'm looking at it. And the last great movie she made, I would say, in my opinion, is but that she was part of was uh, Rogue One. Mm-hmm. If you go back, mm-hmm. every, it's like flop after flop, flop. Do you Han feel Solo. like it's just? Is it? She's got to be self aware of like those kind of things, right? Or we're not liking her of that, but also just that the fan base doesn't like the direction that she's tried to take it, or. Mm. Um, She's either got to be aware of that and not care or just be like completely out of the loop and just yeah. unaware that it's not the right direction. And, it, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of people feel like it's, it's not George's Star Wars anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, when it comes to <clears throat> Kathleen Kennedy, uh, she has more misses than hits in the Star Wars world specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what Marvel uh, Lucasfilms is banking on really is um, <clears throat> Sony had a similar person in amy pascal who wasn't very good at these spider-man stories she mm-hmm. did awful uh in terms of like the actual story and like world building of the amazing spider-man stuff and then she sat there and wasted his character for shoot 10 years mm-hmm. um but then we have tom holland spider-man who albeit with the mcu's help she has done amazing with uh so i think they're maybe banking on or, or seeing that happen and, and seeing hey if we get Kathleen Kennedy the help she she can that that she needs, like we did with Amy Pascal and Sony, maybe this project goes from being this where it is now 
to this great fleshed out Star Wars story like we do for Spider Man. So right. I think I think Disney just sees that and then thinks it, it might be a good way to go with Feige's help. Uh, I do think the importance though is whatever you do, you do not lose John Favreau just yeah. for the life of you. And and if Favreau's threatening to leave, you either pull her off the project immediately. Or if it's a he versus her situation, which it might come down to eventually, the obvious choice here is Filoni and Jan Favreau. Because if Favreau walks, I think Filoni walks too, to be honest with you. 100%. I don't know. I feel like like that's that's a man whose life has been Star Wars and who was hand-trained by George. I, I think it would be a devastating lo- uh, blow to lose uh, Favreau. But I think I think... I think Filoni is going to stick it around because it feels like if a Kathleen Kennedy steps down or decides to to retire, he's got to be that next person in line to to run mm-hmm. with this film. Like I think so too. And I, and I think and there would be an overwhelming or positive response from the community, um, because he understands George's Lucas probably better than anybody than George. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking her up right now, and I don't. To be honest with you, I don't understand why she's being. Um, I don't know. I uh, I see. She, I think she has way more misses than she does hits. I'm looking at it right now that she's been president. Hey, she's uh, Catherine has been president of Lucas Films since 2012, when George Lucas sold the company to mm-hmm. Disney for 4.5. Billion? Would you say mm-hmm. from 2012 to now, <clears throat> has Star Wars been better or gotten better, or do you say that it's gotten more inconsistent? What would you say? Here's the hard part. Um, I think you have to look beyond just 2012 because <clears throat> her name as an executive producer is all over the place like you'd be oh, surprised like what she, the goonies yeah what she shows up in yeah. and i think she has such an established um basically track career record. page yeah and track record that yeah. it, it didn't really matter um because you know you have the indiana joneses you have the original star wars ETs, yeah literally if you're looking at it from beyond 2012 her her rap sheet is is you know awesome but at the same time, she wasn't in full control at that point, like a president mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. of a, a studio like she is now. And I think that role's slightly different. Um, not not to mention, I don't want to get too like political, but obviously times have changed too, to where there wants to be more of an understanding of different cultures, different beliefs, different uh, views, which that's awesome. I'm all for that. But at the same time, you can tell when it's more forced than naturally done. Yeah. 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 I think uh, for me, the question of has Star Wars gotten bad or inconsistent, I am not. Okay. No, for me, it's not hard because for me, this has always been Star Wars. I think every trilogy we've ever had has had one awful film, one Mm -hmm. mediocre film, one really good film. That includes the Kathleen Kennedy produced films. Awful film. Last Jedi, mediocre film, Rise of Skywalker, really good film, Force Awakens. Um, I just think that like it kind of fits the formula of what we've seen for Star Wars in the first place. Uh, if you look at the TV shows, I mean, she only has three under her belt for Star Wars, right? Mando, which 
we know is damn good. Granted, we know she doesn't really have her hands on that at all. Uh, Obi-Wan, which was not terrible. Again, mediocre. Yeah. And then Book of Boba Fett, which is really bad. Awful. So yeah. she's kind of just fitting the mold of what every other person before her in Lucasfilm has already done. For sure. Good, mediocre, bad. Good, I, mediocre, bad. Yeah. I think if you're looking at it from uh, a live action perspective, that's really good too. But also the stuff that we've gotten that's been animated, whether that's mm. you know season eight of Clone Wars, Rebels, um, Rebels yeah, was Red, really Rebels good, was amazing. Yeah, the Tales of the Jedi was like probably really one good. of the best animated series I've seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard. Uh, I say it's hard, and it's kind of like a teeter totter because there's been so many not so good stuff, but it, in like the grand scheme of things, there's also been like some really big highs for star Wars too. Yeah. I, I can see that. I definitely give her grace in, in the situation because she has given us, I don't want to bash her, but she has given us a lot of star Wars content. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And yeah. a, a period. And back then it used to be like, you would have to go to the bookstore and read an old school book Right. That told you stories, you know what I mean, and um, that I'm George more... didn't write that he sold to someone else to do with the yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, so I think I, he usually I, gave his blessing before it was yeah, published. Yeah, he did have to get hey, blessed he sold it. before. That's his blessing. Here, no, it nice. had to. I no, think it. it I think be, it had to have his approval though too. Yeah, and, and it had to be relevant in the story's timeline. It couldn't be that like just some no. craziness. No, yeah, irrelevant to the characters maybe in the timeline. Hell no. no, those books were all over the place. Yeah, I don't think timeline matters so much. I think, I think, yeah. To the, yeah, to, what to, you the to the core Skywalkers, I agree with you. They had to be attached yeah. to them somehow. But the timeline was non-existent in the mm-hmm. Lucasfilm's books era. But I do, I, I don't like in the Star Wars world now. I, I am upset with Disney that they took out all that lore. I, 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 I don't like it personally. Mm-hmm. But I am happy that Disney and in Lucas films or whatever they're calling it. I'm, I am excited that they are putting out more content because if you're going to take history from us in star Wars, I'm glad you're giving us something that, you know, that I can get yeah. excited about. So I, I, I give her grace. Let's see what they do with it. Since the TV shows are now popping off and Ahsoka's coming out, I give her grace on the season, but after the season, if she kills it, um, um, you know, gotta let her go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, Mando's your one to Disney's defense of killing the lore. It's difficult when there's no established. If if George said he's really established lore <laughs> books that are our books, that yeah. is the core Star Wars canonical stuff. That'd be one thing. Yeah. But George, and this goes with my, my core point of all of this is to say George didn't care about Star Wars as much as everyone thinks they do, because George was the first person to say, "Oh, blockbuster films did good. I have three films now. I can probably make three more based off of my previous experience." But beyond that, I don't really care what happens. Let me sell books here. Let me sell publishing rights there. Let me sell them to everybody mm-hmm. who I want them because I can just mm-hmm. be a cash cow now at this point. And, yeah. and that George didn't care about the story like people think he did. Now, maybe George had a vision for like the core Skywalker family. I'll mm-hmm. give him that because yeah. it was clearly laid out perfectly in the first three and then the, the prequels. So I'll give yeah. him credit to that extent. But everything beyond that, all the gaps in between the timelines from like the first – uh, three to the second three or vice versa or whatever pockets of time in between those episodes george didn't think of nothing nothing he let them people just write what he wants and then when they came down to the core foundation of the books disney had no choice but to say none of this matters because we they can't all matter number one 
And number two, who are we to pick and choose what matters when these stories are good stories? So let's make them a different thing called Legends, which is just stories mm-hmm. based on Star Wars. And let's write our own canon because clearly George has these six films that are canon. Everything else is up to us now to make free range, which is one, a big creator freedom. And two, it's just less of a headache from the have to reorganize everything that other publishers made who had nothing to do with George or Disney themselves. Yeah, I, I, I would I would have to disagree on that, but I get what you're saying though. Yeah, I think the legends thing you, you, that's that's kind of like a tri- tricky topic because there's there's probably a lot smaller um, fan base that is truly well versed in legends. True as well. Yeah, but I think they have seen that those are the fans that, that are really like the die, die, die hard ones. Yeah. Um, but I think they're starting to pull elements, a lot more element elements out of the um, expanded universe mm-hmm. or the legends universe. Um, Definitely. With which, is, which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even uh, did you guys watch any of the bad batch episodes? Nope. I haven't watched any of the new ones yet. Right. Nothing yet. I'm waiting for no it to worries. finish. Cause... There's a there's a specific place, not to get into any spoilers, but there's a specific place that they show that's like a very big, like one of the most relevant legend stories. Yeah. Um, it's pretty prominent, and it seems like there's an arc that's going there that potentially could even lead into uh, some kind of conflict with the Mandalorian and potentially oh, a new big like... bad kind of thing. Yep. But well, there's lots to debate with Star Wars, especially mm-hmm. like if you're yeah. like, uh, if always I, will be. Yeah, I'm of but the always. mindset that Star Wars is like, it's it's. I love Star Wars for what it is. Uh, I take it for what it's value. I know Steven's very much the opposite. He has yeah. high, high, high standards for Star Wars, and if they don't hit those, he kills it. I know mm-hmm. Andrew's yeah. a little bit in between where he could take some, leave some. So we can go on for hours about this. We're just keep pushing Definitely. for the topic. Uh, so we've been told us three gentlemen quite rudely. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Very graciously that we talk a lot about the MCU and TV and stuff. So, uh, we're gonna so stick, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna stick. On <laughs> brief, we're gonna stick I thought he was gonna brief, go there. I thought he was gonna yeah, go. There. We're gonna stick on a brief five minutes. Five minutes only. Okay. Oh man. I'm gonna let Andrew get there his point go. across for the Punisher possibly coming back. I've heard nothing of it. Andrew, take the reins, and I'll react yeah. to it. So there's been a couple of Twitter pictures floating around that uh, the Punisher from the Netflix series. Uh, is going to be making his, his appearance. Uh, he posted it on his Twitter, which is pretty much either a big troll, which I doubt would be the case, or it's almost like a confirmation that, mm. that he's going to be in the Burnt Born off. Again series. Yeah. Okay. So they're not going to do a recasting. Um, uh, to be honest, I'm a little bit indifferent on this. Like I loved him as the Punisher, but I think there's other roles that he could have taken up in the MCU that would that would be really good. Um, I think he could have been a really good Wolverine, like a true to the comic short Wolverine. Yeah. Um, just the I way know. like he even yells and like his, his but I can see. Yeah. He, he could, he, I don't think it would ever happen. And especially if this, this tweet is anything to show what's happening. Uh, it would be something that I'd be like, Oh yeah, he, he's meant for that. But him as the Punisher. I'm, I'm all on board. Um, I'm actually pretty surprised. Cause I thought he gave an interview a couple years ago saying that he like had put that behind him and he's done and you know that chapter's closed in his life but money talks money talks yeah steven you're muted you're muted 
he did a podcast with Rogan, uh, Joe Rogan, a couple weeks ago or months ago, and he talked about like the or Joe was like, "Yo, you as the Punisher is like, it's like it's almost as perfect as Tony mm-hmm. Stark, Robert Downey Jr. being Tony Stark. Like mm-hmm. it just fits so good." And uh, he got a lot of like, a lot of fans were like, "Dude, you you're the Punisher." You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you are him and. I think that really got him hyped to be like, you know what? I can, I can still do this as long as it's not like a, I'm doing TV show after TV show, after TV show, like yeah. throwing him in. I think he, he, it sounded like he was into it. So um, I, I think I, I'm him, not surprised that this happened. Yeah. I think for him too, as an actor, it's gotta be like the crew around him. He has to have that synergy. Yeah. Uh, Cause like, there, I've seen a bunch of interviews where he's talked about the original uh, Walking Dead uh, seasons and how that yeah. was just like this tight family um, and how that, how he's he's almost craved having that. And I, yeah. I would imagine that um, he's had that. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Charlie. Charlie Cox? Yeah. I'd imagine that him and Charlie Cox must have some kind of rapport. To, oh, yeah. That, mm-hmm. you know, even if Charlie gave him a call and was like, hey, man, this is... Trust me, you might not have seen a script, but you'd want to be a part of this. And he'd probably it's, be like, okay. It's okay. Daredevil Reborn, right? I think that's what it's yeah. called. Show, mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it helps too that uh it's the first one to go 30 episodes, number ones, out of that mm-hmm. six, eight episode format. And they're gonna be like it's gonna be like a long form standing TV show rather than like a quick series or whatever. And I think Brent right. has a lot of affinity for that. I also think it has to do with two things. Or two people, I should say, Oscar Isaac and Jonathan Majors. I think he's seen these newer, modern, top, 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 top of their game at the peak of their career mm-hmm. actors getting into the game when they do instead of because a lot of the people that were in the MCU, you know, the, in the Dying Junior area and Chris Evans area were not the top, top, top of their career. Mm-hmm. They yeah. just post and they got a revival from their career for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he sees these two actors that are at the peak of their career, quite literally. Oscar Isaac and Majors could not get any higher than they are currently outside of doing MCU films to get more notoriety. And I think he sees that and says, you know what? This is actually cinema now. Richard Madden's mm-hmm. here. Um, Marshall Ali's coming. So, like, these are, these are cinematic events now instead of just comic book mm-hmm. films. Right. And to Bernthal, I think it appeals to him a lot in that sense, which is why I think he did the original Punishers because he felt it was more, a more cinematic experience than an actual mm-hmm. comic book show. So I think he just hopped on board because he saw – most you guys do it, and because he, he he's he's born to play that role, man. I think yeah, I he think is. He does insane. so good. He does, he's a perfect in Frank Castle. Blood. Yeah, it really is. So we'll keep pushing. That's a, hey, five minutes. That's actually four minutes. That was so good. Good job, guys. Good job, guys. Let's go. Uh, so that's our only MCU topic of the day, folks. So if you're here for that, continue <laughs> for longer things that we're not qualified on. If you aren't here for that, praise Jesus is only four minutes of an hour and a half episode. Uh, so let's get to the gaming section of the episode and. Uh, it'll kind of be twofold or threefold. We'll start in the DC section of things, which is uh, Suicide Squad. So the trailer comes out. Uh, the gameplay trailer comes out. Uh, they see these people just shooting purple things, right? If if And you guys haven't seen it, I don't think. But if you watch the gameplay trailer, they're just shooting purple objects. Everything that they have to shoot is, like, purple. Or hit mm-hmm. is purple. And it's like, what is this? It looks like a really cheap knockoff of Sunset Overdrive. Remember that game back in the day? Mm-hmm. And that game was really good. Cheap knockoff of that game where you just shoot purple things. Uh, so as a result, they have delayed the game. Um, it got a lot of negative reviews. Um, one, are you two gentlemen even aware this game exists? Two, were you excited for it at all? Three, 
what does it say about them playing the game because of fan critiques? Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, first, I didn't know it was a game. Uh, secondly, I wouldn't say I'm excited about it. I think video games that have multiple characters and are centered around multiple people, it's hard to pull off. Um, I can really only think of like a couple games that ever really do it good, and it's it's hard. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy game wasn't anything special, and I feel like it's it's trying to. I don't want to sound like I'm repeating myself from last week either. It's trying to to kind of feel that same kind of success. Like, oh, we had a Suicide Squad movie that did good. The Peacemaker shows gotten some uh, really good mm-hmm. reviews and a fan base. Now let's throw a video game and see if it sticks. But uh, again, the story's got to be there. But how do you incorporate someone who's controlling these characters? Or yeah. I'm I would be very skeptical because I just haven't seen that work. Yeah, real well. quick to to kind of just give you a brief of what the story is. Surprise, surprise! It's them coming to Justice League. So like mm-hmm. that that's it again. Continue. What was the third part? Am I excited? Uh, does it does like what does this say for the game that they're delaying it based off of just basically fan uh, complaints <laughs> that they saw in a gameplay trailer? Yeah, I mean, it could show a couple things. It could show that like, hey, this is maybe we need to take it to the drawing board and you know start doing some things differently. Um, it could. Is this a game that is supposed to be incorporated into the the gun universe? Not that I'm aware of, no. Yeah, it's you know, not I just a game they're trying to throw out there, in my opinion. Yeah. It's, it's like, surprising. Like Gotham Knights, like yeah, it's cool, but like did anybody ask or is this even relevant to anything going on right, right. now? Right. Not really. Right. It's like any of the G.I. Joe movies that we keep getting sequels for. Who mm. who is wanting those? Yeah. Um Surprising. I, I, when you told me, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah I would think you... Year, I think, but. So I think you'd be very surprised on how, many, how, how much content and how much game, how many games or movies come out that no one's really asking for, but there's people who eat this stuff up. There's people who... It's weird. It is weird. Like, like, like Arkham Knight or Gotham... I'm a huge Batman fan. I... As soon as I saw I, I saw it re- get revealed, I was like super stoked. And then I started watching the trailer, and I was like, "Yep, same thing for what, me." Man. What is? What I want to love this. I that do. could have been a good game too. A, a classic game. I, I I'm I, I will buy it when it's twenty dollars and it's thirty nine bucks now. I'm waiting for it to drop to twenty bucks. I'll buy it at twenty, maybe twenty five. But Suicide Squad, um, they're really banking on this, like terrible fandom harley quinn like cult following like cult following hot topic feel thing you know what i'm saying it's like mm-hmm. it's it's like all of a sudden harley quinn comes out and everybody harley quinn's my favorite superhero and you're like yeah i get it brooklyn you know, accent <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying like to the point where i'm watching gameplay and harley quinn is is jumping and flying in the air yeah like <laughs> Like she has a grapple gun in this, 
she's doing the infamous remember the game for playstation where she, you he could just like like zap and he was like lightning or whatever i think it was called infamous right she's she can do that and like that's the kind of stuff that's like i get it it's a video game comic book game but it's like there's a time and a place and they did not hit the right time or the, right the place. place. Like, you know, I mean, you know what I mean? Like this is no, this looks like somebody was like, yo, I have half of a game built. You have half a game built. Let's merge them together. And like, mm -hmm. hopefully something happens. Yeah. looks terrible yeah, like, to me. Is it, is it like a, a button mashing fight? Like, uh, no, what it's actually, gonna, it's, it's it, like I told you, like sunset overdrive. Exactly. Like it that. is a very fast paced game. And Harley Quinn looks like she could easily beat Thanos in a fight. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't understand. No, I mean she's got to be pretty tough if they're going against the Justice League. <laughs> yeah, supposedly <laughs> Yeah, hundred percent. And and I I don't. And how unoriginal, right? Like, come on, I don't need to yeah. see them killing. To think, make something better than this. Right. Heck, give me give me an exact replication of what I saw in James Gunn's Suicide Squad, and I'd be happy. Right. I think it'd be cool if they had gone with like the I'm gonna show you, Court of Owls uh, kind of thing. Yeah, that would have been fire. Like, that 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 is something about DC that just needs to be like brought to the surface. Like that yeah, that is Court a Owls, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that is this cool is thing. this is going to be a split second. I know we're doing a podcast, so we're just going to keep talking through this. This is what the game looks like. Like I things. think, I think the mechanic wise, it's cool. I just don't understand why Justice League is in the game. Mm -hmm. or, or or Suicide Squad, you could have done a whole new original, and I I think this game would have been fire. But so is this going to be like a AAA title? I mean, I have no, you no, almost get things. like a why didn't they sell this to like Fortnite and let Fortnite yeah. just like a mini game? Yeah, yeah, dude, and just save yourself a headache. Like Street Sharks is in this. That guy's flying. You know what I mean? Like there is yeah. a lot of and purple though. I <laughs> told you, man. Yeah. Purple. purple. You're, you're shooting purple things. <laughs> yeah, they should have purple shooter. Halo. Look at look at purple. <laughs> purple. That's Am I wrong? Purple. Look at look at purple. Yep. Yeah. So you just yeah, shoot a purple weird, ball the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of purple. Yeah. It is a lot of purple. Lying. I wasn't lying. And I, I like it purple. Is, I like purple too, but like, come on, man. No. You know what I mean? I like like, like, just make a street shark game with the shark. I would have bought it if it was just street sharks. And we just, we did this. You know what I mean? No Superman. We just fought mm -hmm. the bad guys. That would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, yeah. Piggybacking off of the Fortnite thing, uh, slash characters, this is going to be a two folder. Uh, Ooh, Fortnite uh, has. Uh, it's been rumored, I should say. It hasn't been confirmed by Epic Games or anything like that, or even Paramount. But it's been rumored that there is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle skin coming for the new movie coming out. Uh, one, have you gentlemen seen the trailer? Two, what do you think of the trailer if you've seen it? Because it is very different than most TMNTs we've seen before. And three, how about Fortnite buying all the IP again, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go. Andrew, do you play Fortnite? Not often. So I play Fortnite here the most um, out of everybody. Matt doesn't play. Andrew barely plays. I play a lot. Um, a, a couple months back, Fortnite got in contract with with Paramount already. They did like a contract already. They just haven't released any of their stuff yet. Um, they kind of do it in waves. Next wave coming out is going to be uh, Star Wars because 
out of Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. There's just going to be some Star Wars stuff coming in. They just did Creed. So Creed's in it right now. I think that's pretty dope. Wasn't uh, there, I like. Uh, wasn't there a Master Chief Halo? Yeah. So if you did, if you if you you could have bought Master Chief, and if you had an Xbox, uh, the Xbox Series X, and logged in, you got a black Master Chief. So he was all his armor was all black. It was pretty fire. Um, it's kind of cool. I like I like that they did that. Um, and I do love Fortnite's content. As much as I cry about PlayStation getting stuff and we don't get stuff, Fortnite yeah. is the king of that. <laughs> no, PlayStation got PlayStation got some skins. We got some skins. Um, I do say PlayStation gets robbed. The skins they get for exclusive Fortnite PlayStation skins are trash. Uh, Xbox, we re rake them over the coals. It's it's not even fair. Um, the Ninja Turtles though. I am a huge Ninja Turtles fan. I love the Ninja Turtles. I love this trailer. I am I, I like that it's a different look. It looks like the turtles are younger. Actually it shows teens that for young. once. Yeah. yeah, actually teens, not like grown bodybuilders. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not a huge fan of Seth Rogen. I know he's like the exclusive producer on this or something. So I I don't want there to be any. I want it to be Ninja Turtles. I want it to be what it is. I don't want it to get any kind of political look into this. I really just want them to keep it Turtles. Uh, but everything I've seen in the trailer, and I think I've seen it about three or four times, it looks fire. I am definitely going to spend money on this. I'm going to support it as much as I can. Just like Star Wars content, anytime there's content out there coming out from the Turtles, I'm in. I'm trying to I'm trying to spend money. I'm trying to support, so I, I'm I'm stoked. Yeah, I, I think the cool thing that movie studios, um, hopefully executives are learning, is that there's nothing wrong with following a either comic book styled animation, mm-hmm. um, and that that's not really like a a like a negative nerd thing like it used to be. I can thank Sony for that. Yeah. But that that that's just becoming like a a new pop culture of yeah it's, you like comic books like that's cool um, and so I think they're 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 starting to see that and I I really like this this art direction that they're going to um, yes yeah, I was a big fan it seems a little bit brighter than than normal which is really cool too um, but also their faces like the 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 um, animation of their faces and like mm-hmm. the expression that's a better way of saying it, their expression. Uh, seems more lifelike than, you know, trying to go for something that's dark and gritty. Um, it's kind of fun to see that, like, almost comic book esque expression, face expression. Yeah, for yep, sure. Yep. Yet another son to the father that is into the Spider Verse. Uh, looks really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it clearly takes, as most have that are good over the last few years elements from into the spider verse implements mm-hmm. them pretty well to their story um it Nailed looks good i'm i am i am ecstatic about them like being like kids right. like not like grown men fresh out of not even out of college they were like in their 30s these dudes mm-hmm. um and i'm glad they're in, they're still teenagers my one caveat is donatello sounds a little too young he mm-hmm. sounds like a baby uh but if they put as if they put him as a as freshman in high school that voice would pass probably fine as a freshman in high school, but uh, it gives them room to grow. Number one, number two, gives them longevity uh, of actual like kid funness. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it could easily morph into what the MCU has, where we start out the first five to ten years as children, and then as the as the kids grow up, they grow up, kind of a thing. And yeah, just imagine, a idea. Imagine like again with it being animated, you have the ability to change art styles. So let's say it's like a kid friendly art style. As those kids start to grow, it starts to turn into a darker, more mature audience base. But you can go back and watch it happen over time. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's such a cool concept to even potentially think yeah. about that. As you grow as a person watching this content, the content grows with you. It's like what um, I was, the last I did. Yeah. Yeah. Even at, like Harry Potter, we got to see them grow mm-hmm. up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think that's fire. Yeah, Harry Potter nailed it. Yeah, my love for Harry Potter. Clear distinction from the first one to the last. That's true. Wait, what? He's just hating on the the first couple of movies. First four? Half the first first, first three. Half the franchise, literally. First three. All right, what were you going to say, Mr. Steven? Um, No, I was going to say something about the Harry Potter thing. I heard that the the play... uh, What's the play? Child. Yeah, it's going into production or, or getting blown up <sighs> Andrew, or something. Andrew hates his blood's boiling. Look at him. No, no, no. I don't hate it. Um, See him. Yeah, what do you feel about that? I know we're segueing, but what, oh, give right, me your yeah. thoughts on that. It's uh, I, I get the idea of it that you know they've struggled with um, creating a consistent story with the Fantastic Beast and the. Excuse me. I, I mean. I like I like Fantasia. Listen, I'm not gonna if there's a Harry Potter movie watching like on, I'm gonna watch the whole thing. Like, yeah. But most people are gonna say that they don't really like the Fantastic Beast series and that it's it's weird and there's things that aren't um, fitting the continuity. Um, but I, like Dumbledore being a young, suave looking man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, know, I, I don't even. Was, I don't even. And have then that. became a Jedi Knight. And all of a sudden, yeah. you know what I mean? Wearing robes. I, that. Yeah, I mean yeah. that. That doesn't even really bother me too. Like that could have been an easy fix. Where, if we ever do, which we're probably not going to see, but a final duel between him and Grindelwald. Like, I would imagine having to fight somebody to the death that you actually care about would probably take a toll. That would probably age you pretty quickly. Like yeah. they could have done something like that to be like, here's yeah. why he aged so quickly. Like. He literally is killing a part of himself that he loves. Um, Taxes. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, I digress. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So the cursed child, I think, is it's a bold move because there's a lot of people that don't like it. Hate it. Um, there's a lot of people that really do like it. But once you start getting into the time travel portion, like, are you guys Ooh. familiar with either, uh, of the story at all? You I am. Me. I've read the book. I've read it. Yeah. It's a screenplay. It's not a book. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Did you read it in a book? Because I read it in a book. Yeah, I read the screenplay from a book. Exactly. So I hate it. <laughs> now that I, I love it even more now. Now, now, now that if I said that, yeah, I right, go. So I think that anytime you introduce like time travel into into a franchise like that, it's hard. Oh, and I hate it. I hate they, it. They explained that there are so many rules in the prisoner of azkaban that this is going to be like well if this happens and again i don't i mean i can throw out spoilers because it's been almost 10 years that that book's been out yeah a little more than 10 um but it's, it's bold it's bold it's like 
and the, the other thing too is do you get the original cast do you recast like that's a that's a hard thing to, to do They're old enough don't... to be the original cast though I, yeah I, I, I could see that they want to they I think for the reunion and seemed like they were yeah. all giddy about it so I mean I don't see why not I don't see anything that uh uh what's her name Emma what's her name what's her name Emma Watson Emma Watson I don't see anything she's doing recently or Daniel Radcliffe they're not busy all right all Daniel you need Radcliffe's is them been in a bunch no, Andrew. Be Ron, real. Ron so has Sh- So is Shia LaBeouf. Okay, that doesn't mean you know them or have seen them. Uh, are you talking about Daniel Radcliffe? Just did that a weird Weird Al movie that like just came out a couple, if not a month ago. I've He's been doing it. a lot of. Uh, I haven't uh, seen it, but oh, I know it came out. Either has eighty percent of America. <laughs> My point <laughs> is, busy. is that Daniel Radcliffe is not busy. busy. Shia LaBeouf also has movies coming out. Doesn't mean he's busy with stuff. It just means he's Shia mm-hmm. LaBeouf doing movies. It's the same thing. Okay, this is going to be a great A blockbuster if it comes out, whether it's good or bad or not. Uh, that's the first thing. Second thing is you keep that your nonchalant off the shoulder review right now is some BS. Okay, I was in your home. <laughs> I was in your home when you bashed that thing to the ground. In front of your wife and kids and my wife, it was quite displeasing. How, if you ask me, it? your language, okay? So keep what the same energy. What what what's the the energy that you get from this where you just want to like punch it in the face? I I honestly I I don't know and I don't remember me bashing the Dang. the screenplay a whole lot. He's lying. The I think there's Why elements that can be cool. No, I'm not. I'm not. Remind me of what I said, and I, I'm sure yeah, I can try to figure. But Matt, give us this breakdown. Thirty you, seconds or less. You didn't say. Oh, it gets a little sticky with the time travel and stuff. No, you said this is the dumbest thing in the world. There's <laughs> rules already set in place. Why would they go back in time? I don't. You do this whole thing with the show. You just look at it. I don't like it, but like I don't know. Yeah, so. I don't want you to, uh, you know, it gets a little sticky when you get into time traveling. And uh, no, no, you said you hated it because of the time traveling. You said I, that. I, yeah, it, it it messes it messes a lot of things up. Uh, I think they could have. It's hard. It, the time travel, what they're trying to accomplish. It has to be done through time travel, but. It's Again, I, I don't remember it's the bold. exact details. I do know they go to like pretty much every every Harry Potter like event, like the mm-hmm. big events. So I I can understand where it comes into into play where it's, it messes everything up. Um, I don't re- I gotta re re, re uh, um, read that screenplay out of a book. Um, <laughs> I I I don't remember everything about it. I think it was pretty dope. The the um, what, not the, what's what's it called the grave scene the grave when they go the to graveyard. the graveyard when they go to uh, uh i don't want to spoil it either but whatever um when they go to back for voldemort you know what mm-hmm. i mean they're waiting for him to walk through um i thought that scene was dope you know what i mean i was reading i was on edge you know what i mean mm-hmm. um i think they can do a great job with it if if they get the original cast back together and and like everybody's in and they actually put the money into it, yes. But I don't want it to be this thing where they're like, we're going to wrap up the whole story finally. And you know what I mean? wrapped up, though. That, that's that's, that's ex- the hard part. Is it feels uh, like Exactly. I, I feel like it's wrapped that's up. That's where too. the time travel gets all messed up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you could just end it. Don't, don't, don't do this. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. I think for me, horse. for me, with this, not being the big Harry Potter fan, just being a fan of, like, fantasy movies 
Uh, I think they're doing a good job catering to their audience, which is Fantastic Beasts. What I mean by that is that we're not children. We don't need to see child things happening mm-hmm. anymore. We are grown adults who want to see grown adults thing. If you want to do more content, do it based on the first Wizard anymore, not post the second one. Yeah, uh, let me see a Marauders film where they're growing no, up in high school Marauders together. Marauders TV show. Dude, Either dang. way, let me see that where they're yeah. grown and they're more well, they're a little bit yeah. more older and like we have a backstory to these people. Let me see what leads to the first Wizard anymore. Hell, give me a Voldemort yeah. origin story because it's going to be a dark film, but they're- cater to the older audience who already is into your IP. Don't mm-hmm. try and get the new guys and piss off the rest of your audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's still so much world building that they could do with a Marauder show. They could show like why the Whomping Willow is placed there. Mm-hmm. They could show like this is specifically for Lupin to have a place to where he can go transform as a student. Uh, you have a perfect love triangle between Snape, between um, Lily, and between James. Hundred percent. You you have you have. If you could cast somebody as a young Snape who people would rally behind, yeah, they would know the overall story that this man has un unconditional love for this person and eventually will give his life to protect this person, even though she doesn't end up with him. Like, oh yep. man, like yep. there's there's so much they could do with that. Not yeah, to mention there's, there's a huge falling out between Lily and Snape that could just be like heartbreaking. To where he calls her a mudblood, and like, there's there's yeah. so much. Maybe yeah, they unpack the that and, and cater to the audience. And then if they even want to go with like, not touching those characters specifically, they can even go back way back in time to the establishment of Hogwarts in the first place mm-hmm. and showcase yep. those differences between all the why. different houses. Yep. Why they factionated? Yeah. There's just a lot there that they're just not touching on because mm-hmm. they decide to like. Not touch it, and I think the Fantastic Beasts, for what they are, are good movies. In my opinion, I agree. I'm not that hard Harry Potter fan who cares about the lore per se, but I think they're good for the age that I'm at now. Uh, I think that the continuity will fix itself when it's all said and done because it's not done yet. Uh, and what we're seeing caters more to the audience that is old enough to see these things now in the Harry Potter world, mm-hmm. rather than establishing a cursed child film where it follows two children around again, mm-hmm. who do childish things in a non, two children guided by an adult. With we've highlight real events that are happening. Yeah, we've seen it before. So the only thing that I could say that again, the reason I said this, this movie, it would be bold is because you have an opportunity to pull off like a back to the future style where you're seeing mm. some really high moments out of the Harry Potter series in a different perspective. Yeah. And if they could pull that off, it would be cool to see. But it, again, it, it's, it's bold. Like they would, they would mess it up, dude. Yeah. Like what they would do, they would pull something like this. They'd pull something like Harry's son while he's trying back in time is the one who saves Harry from Voldemort. That's something that I could see them trying to do well, I mean, when they that, do something like that. Kind of what happens. Yeah, <laughs> My point, like, like don't, don't do that. Let's not yeah. do that. Like, it ruins see, Harry Potter's speciality. So I think I agree with that. For first off, my first point, I I hate the last Fantastic Beast movie, the the Dumbledore one. I thought that was a terrible movie. After watching it, I was like, did I miss something? We watched it, terrible. Crimes of Grindelwald, mm. um, so, nah, so. Yeah. so so. First one, 
classic, mm-hmm. amazing. You yeah, hundred percent. You couldn't change anything. The fact that they were talking crap about Hogwarts and the school in America, I I, I thought that was I was I was so stoked. Um, Harry Potter though, like with Matthew Matthew being uh, didn't didn't watch Harry Potter, didn't read any of the books growing up. Him growing up and then rewatching them, he didn't. His love was just wasn't there because he didn't. Mm-hmm. He got to get all of it. You know what I mean? But the, uh, Where, on the flip side of that, I do love Fantastic Beasts with a passion. Andrew knows mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. But so like with like with Mandalorian coming out and like it's waiting a week, we get to stew in mm-hmm. that episode. We get to think. We're like, hey, what was this? And that, da, da, da. But when you're waiting two years for the next movie, and you're rewatching it and you're falling in love with it, I think. Uh, younger kids nowadays don't have that. Oh, I'm just gonna wait. They get mm-hmm. they get their content. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, where I think if they did this movie, they potentially could. I don't want to say rebirth because I don't think Harry Potter's dead, but I think they no. could get a different crowd of people. Because um, then I'm gonna want to take my son to go watch Harry Potter and the mm-hmm. Cursed Child or whatever. But mm-hmm. then I'm going to go re-watch all the Harry Potters with my kids so mm-hmm. they know what's going on. And then, like, that fandom gets a, a breath of fresh air. And mm-hmm. then if, if it does hit, we'll just say it hits, right? It They kill it. They do a great job. If that potentially could lead to Hogwarts, nothing would do with Harry Potter, like the Potter family, but just a Hogwarts maybe movie or TV show, kind of like what they did with Legacy, uh, how it's not nothing to do with Harry Potter. Exactly. Headmaster. Or it has something to do, or they can make some other kind of story in the Harry Potter world. I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? Um, That would be a good way for them to do a new, like, a new thing. And Mm -hmm. I'm cool. I'm cool. Let the Skywalkers die let the potters they're they're done but just keep the wizarding Die. world going somebody got somebody got huffle or slytherin um but um i do agree a hundred percent with you matt i think they should really get into like a pre hogwarts and be like how everything got started mm-hmm. um about a couple years back i read a um a fan story on I can't remember what the school's name that's made in America that that what's his face goes to Evermore um, Ever Evermore Ever, yeah Evermore I can't Evermore. remember what it's called um, yeah, that, one. that that sure um Google it um that story a fan wrote a story on how that that school got started it was it's only like six or seven chapters it was so good that they kind of made it canon they were like yeah that will go with that like. J, uh, Rowling was like, "Yeah, that's that's the one," and I was so intrigued with the six chapter story that I was like, "Dude, they should have made this into a movie." You know what I mean? Like, that would that would have been fire. But that's where I'm. That's where I'm kind of yep. ending my Harry Potter rant. Evermore. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I think I think all three of us, despite not having the same love, me specifically for Harry Potter. Yeah. Share the same vision what we want it to be. So mm-hmm. I think they should just do it, to be honest with you. Uh, but moving on, because we, we have to keep it pushing. Again, another topic we can talk about hours for what they should do what they shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's start with our next segment altogether. News is out of the way. That's the bulk of our podcast. Let's get yeah. to our expert topic of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are slightly unqualified. But every week we pick one person who is qualified to talk about something. This week is none other than 
Andrew. Unfortunately, he's the qualified expert of the week. But Andrew, what do you got for us? Talk to so us. What do we, what do we one got? One of those are rare times that I've actually qualified on something. Yeah. I know. Right? Uh, so we're going to be talking a little bit of Rocket League because we had the last North American regional before we get to an international land. Uh, and it was pretty spicy. Uh, there was a lot of good storylines that were drawn. Um, so the way that works is it's a circuit-based system. Each team is trying to accumulate as many points as possible. The top five teams end up going to the international land. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so going into this tournament, there was one team that was solidified that they were going. Uh, and so it was a 16-team um, tournament, and only one of them knew that they for sure were already clinched going to this uh Land Diego, as they call it. Um, Land Diego. And some really interesting things happen. So each split, there's a different format. So this format, this split, is it starts out in a group-based circuit where it's a round robin. So every team plays each other. If you win three matches uh, and don't lose any, you're guaranteed a top four placement. If you lose three, you're out. Um and then if you're two and one, one and two, sometimes there's tiebreakers to determine whether you're going to move on to the actual bracket form. Mm-hmm. So in group A, you had the number one seed team, Gen G Mobile Racing, uh, which is actually the last international um, winning team. Uh, they have won one regional. They lost the last regional coming into this one. Um, so they're the number one seed. Uh you have Shop by Rebellion. It's kind of like a 12 to 16 ranked team. Um, Dignitas, which is in kind of the 8 to 12 range. And Koi, which is another top 16 team. Uh, you have Optic Gaming, which has consistently been in the 16 range, kind of towards the bottom. Best in the league. <laughs> you have FaZe Clan, which is up there uh, at the debatably one or two, depending on who you talk to. Uh, M80, which is a, kind of an... A, an up-and-coming team that there wasn't a whole lot of high expectations for. Hmm. Uh, the Pittsburgh Knights were there. G2, Space Station, Ghost, all um, pretty high-tier teams. Then you have a couple of international teams that uh, came from different parts of the world to come play in North America. So you have the Furia team coming from South America. Uh, Complexity also moved from South America. Uh, version 1, NRG, and Team Axel. So they all duped it out, and you had some surprising winners of the the groups. So no surprise, Genji won their group 3-0, just came in, got business done, automatically qualified to the Saturday playoff. Mm-hmm. You had G2, which uh, they tied with Space Station Gaming, going two games up, losing one, but had a better game differential. Um so they won their group, automatic top four. Complexity, which hasn't had good results in the last two splits, uh, ended up clean sweeping their group, 3-0. And then you have the Optic Gaming, which the <laughs> for them, the this goats. was huge. Uh, they played FaZe, which again is arguably one of the best teams in the world, uh, and ended up beating them. Uh, went 3-0 in their group, which was awesome. Just to put it into perspective, they have they had such little points to where the only way that they could make it to the major at the fifth spot would be to win everything. So they automatically make top four from just winning that, that group. So that's huge. Uh, and it's the first, yeah, the first time this whole season that they've made it past Friday. 
Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, talk about pressure. Um, G2 Esports, we already went over, over that. They won their group and then Complexity. Uh, so then you get into the the Saturday games. You have FaZe Clan versus NRG. And it's no surprise, NRG just flops. Yep. Um, we can briefly talk about them. I know, I know, I know at least you know enough about this, Matt, is it's time for them to make a, a team change. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. Not just a team change. Blow it up. Just Either get rid out. of all three or get rid of two of them. This isn't a one-man change here. This is get rid of the entire team. Or keep your poster boy, Justin, because he is a poster boy. He's the mm -hmm. franchise. And get two other guys. This isn't a replace one guy situation anymore. Yeah. Honestly, I, I hope that, that this um... – solidifies them making a team change they're all really good friends that's that's the hard part mm. is they all really like each other so it's not like a a nasty breakup situation it's you know these are best friends and if you think of how long the duo of garrett g and justin have been together yeah, a long time that i'm pretty sure they're the longest team uh longest duo. two yeah longest duo in rocket league right now um but yeah, they need to make they need to make something. Blow something it up. needs to change. You're blowing up. Not just make a change. Blow it up. Yep. So Space Station goes against Dignitas, and Space Station gets knocked out by Dignitas, which means they don't qualify for the region, or excuse me, the LAN. Uh, this is the first time since they acquired their um, prodigy Daniel that they're not going to be at an international LAN. Uh, it's pretty pretty shocking. Mm. Um, they lose in game five. Uh, so crazy, like could have gone, but missed it out the last opportunity. Shopify rebellion beats ghost. A little bit of an upset there. Real quick. Is are they sponsored by Shopify mm -hmm. or like Shopify have their own esports org? Yeah. So it's called Shopify rebellion. That's the so org. The, uh, yeah, but it's sponsored by, so rebellion and then Shopify Rebellion's the org mm -hmm. Shopify sponsors the rocket league team or the entire organization. It's a good question. I don't know if they do the whole organization. It's like when they did, remember they did uh, General R NRG that one time? Yeah. General only sponsored NRG. They didn't sponsor all of All of uh, it. Yeah. It's so. it's probably similar similar because that's the only other, with the exception of Gen G now, that's got Mobile One racing. Uh, version 1 beats M80, knocks them out of the um, contention for going to the LAN. And going into the quarterfinals, you had the last grand finals, Gen G versus FaZe. And this was the first time Gen G looked bad. Like Oof. they lost 4 1. Uh, and they lost to FaZe in the last grand finals. So the hot take right hey, now is yeah. that is that FaZe has them. Yeah, good uh, point. Mm -hmm. But we'll see how it goes when they're on land because that Gen G team is just dominant on land it's awesome complexity um uh, ends up beating dignitas which puts them in a weird spot in points they were currently the fifth seed so they lose the ability to gain points but depending on how optic does if optic makes it and goes all the way to win mm -hmm. they would knock dignitas off so dignitas has a day of watching praying that optic gets knocked out by another team Mm. Uh, G2 versus version 1 G2 ends up beating them 4-3 which brings us to the Sunday games which is FaZe versus Complexity Optic Gaming versus G2 
And FaZe comes in and claps Complexity, but confirms that Complexity is going to be the number four seed. Optic Gaming gets dominated. It was an hey, embarrassment. <laughs> it was an right. embarrassment of a game. Um, it, they had some good starts, but it just their whole team just broke down <laughs> against the G2 offense, um, which means that Dignitas solidified that fifth place. So you have your top five teams. And FaZe, because they won the whole thing, uh, stole the number one spot from Gen G. Mm. You have Gen G at number two, G2 number three, Complexity at number four, and um, Dignitas at number five. Damn. So it, it was crazy. Heartbreak for, heartbreak for Optic. I was I was rooting for him because that would have been a, a cool comeback to to win the whole thing and then secure yeah. your. Yeah, I watched a few matches. One of them I texted you about. Both mm-hmm. teams just like we're not trying to win. Uh, yeah. I watched the Optic game. I think on Saturday when they lost, yeah. uh, broke my heart. But I, I honestly I don't follow Rocket League Optic as much as I I follow Optic as a whole. Uh, <laughs> that's the one like kind of. Ugly steps is a part of the organization that I'm not really like too proud of or talk about hardly ever because yeah. the other two teams just win so much. Um, but yeah, but Optic also on the Call of Duty front is in a dangerous spot this weekend. They they lost today and they have to go on an incredible losers bracket run to even have a chance at their own major. So I'll be stressing yeah. this whole weekend. But uh, sounded fun. Sounded like a good thing. Rocket League. Uh, Steve, if you haven't watched any matches, just watch like, like one or two and you'll be hooked, dude. Like even yeah. if you don't yeah. know, like how the skill gap is so like gappy it's just fun to watch rocket league because of what it what it is remember yeah. we were watching some of the matches on sunday that mm-hmm. that that comeback uh what was it like they were down zero to two and mm-hmm. then the last possible second they they scored scored yeah some g2 they yeah, did two zero second crazy. goals back to back i was yeah, losing was my crazy. mind over it but yeah, me and matt were going nuts uh yeah. on that. it was, it was pretty cool i you know i love that game because it's so simple and anyone can pick it up uh, and just you either pick the blue team or the orange team. Who do you want to win? And then you yeah. just never know. You can be down literally one goal, and the game's not over until the ball touches the ground, yeah. and these guys know how to keep it up for long periods long of time. time. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask Matt. I was like, dude, the time – it's at six seconds. It's mm-hmm. been like almost 40. I didn't I know that. In the air, man. I didn't know that. In the air, it's still in play. Yeah, That's pretty dope. I actually think that's pretty cool. They should definitely keep that keep that mm-hmm. going. That's That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds fun. Sounds sounds like it was a great weekend for for Rocket League. I had I was busy watching Call of Duty pool play, um, which was actually damn good this weekend. Yeah, uh, it was a really good set of matches. Yeah, for for pool, it was the last qualifier for this major, so they kind of had to go all out. Uh, and then this major started today, so I'm watching that this weekend. But yeah, so that's wrapping up our topic of the week. Andrew, pleasure as always. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Thanks, yeah, listening to my Thanks. monologue hey it's there you go cool with me cool with me especially yeah, because i know the winter one because of what in a month in april so now i know what to look april out for seven month yep yeah uh so excited for that open or not it's not even open it's a major uh invitational i'm excited to see how it goes now, now that mm-hmm. i know a little bit more insight who to watch out for go optic uh they're not gonna right? yeah, probably not probably not all right we're no, gonna move into our are. game of the week our game master of the week Eh, maybe not master. Our game, our game, uh, our game jester of the week is uh, Mr. Stephen here. Uh, Stephen, explain your game. 
Um, I have a question about it, and then cool. we'll get into Let it. Let me explain it first. No, no hand claps. Um, all right. So this week is going to be a draft. We are going to be drafting our Disney Death Match team. How this is going to run is we are going to be in a coliseum. My team versus Matthew's team versus Andrew's team. Last team standing wins. Um, there is a little bit since we are doing Disney and we are doing a death match. We are going to be eliminating all Star Wars, all Marvel characters. It's just going to be Disney, Pixar, Pixar? Matt. Yeah, Matt, what was it called? I'm not 100. percent Uh, the Walt Disney like Animation Studios umbrella. So okay. anything Walt Disney yeah. Animation Studio or anything Walt Disney Studios, anything Pixar Studios, MCU, and Lucasfilms are not included in those two studios. So okay. So if there is a pick that you're like, hey, I think this is a little weird. Maybe it's a loophole. You know, come on, we're all adults here. Mm-hmm. We're having some fun. So how this is going to go is Matthew is going to go first. Then we have Andrew. Then me, and we're going to be doing a snake draft. So it's going to be going back. The only other thing I forgot to tell you is if you, for some reason, decided to draft Ariel and she needs water, in the Coliseum, there will be some water. You know what I'm saying? You're not just like, she's a fish out of water. You know what I mean? I so, drop an Ariel yeah. for the record. Yeah, if you drop, you drop an Ariel, you know what I mean? Uh, that's uh, that was my number one pick. Yeah, wow. I bet it was. Uh, okay. It lost for you. So what was your question, Matt? Uh, do they, the characters we pick, they have, they're all encompassing powers and abilities that we see in the films, Yes. Correct. Yes. Okay. Um, if the character like Mulan, if you decide to draft her, and she has a sword that she carries because that's her her sword. She gets that sword. She yeah. doesn't get like a ride. She doesn't get. You can't get one person, and it comes with a squad of people. You know what yeah, I mean? Can you so. be specific on like? No, I'm trying to think. Okay. No. No. Right, we're gonna ask it, you no. It, no. All right. All right. Well, so shoot. Well, it would be 30, 30 seconds on the clock. We shouldn't need 30 seconds for each no. pick. But mm. say your pick. Give us your reason. Make it short and sweet. Right? <clears throat> All right. Let's send it. All right, y'all. My number one overall pick of the draft. The heavy hitter, the big kahuna tuna. What can I say but you're welcome? Give me Maui. Number one overall. Maui, okay. Um, that's a pretty that good one. That is a very, very strong solid. I'm glad you that. picked Maui because yes. I'm going with a very similar character, Ooh. as in the all powerful genie. That's not oh, a genie. I was hoping that was slip by. Genie. That's pretty good. Why'd you pick genie though? Why, why, why genie? Uh, he's just a jack of all trades. Yeah, if we need something, yeah. he's able to. <laughs> Yeah, you got it. Mm-hmm. Well, that I feel like there was a one of one. There was the number one draft pick, and I am very excited that it went by both of you guys. Mm. I feel like this person doesn't make us playoff contenders. They did give us the ring. I got the Patrick Mahomes of the Disney Death Match draft, and that's my girl Elsa. She's coming in strong. She mopped. Freezing, she's like Maui with no T-shirt, frozen nipples. Uh, Genie, frozen little container thing. You know what I mean? It's yeah, freeze, freeze. So that's where I'm going. Number one, my Patrick Mahomes, my quarterback, my game changer, Elsa. I've never Good. been so excited to say Elsa's name. You already lost. I think. <laughs> Continue. I agree. 
It's a good thing you're what? getting a second pick. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Good, good thing you're back to back. Because <laughs> yeah, second pick I'm going with is another twisted sister. I'm going with Maleficent. She is a, a witch. That's better than Elsa and a dragon. Mm-hmm. And just let you guys know that Elsa is technically in the Disney list of strongest characters. She's number one. Just giving you guys a heads up. Uh, Maleficent because she can be a dragon. She has magical powers and she it's Maleficent. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. Elsa, Maleficent. I, I feel like already have the game match one. You know what no. I'm saying? No, there's there's plenty of characters. All right, so I have my jack of all trades. I need some some raw power. Ooh, okay. Which would be none other than Mister Incredible himself. Ooh, well played, my man. That's a good pick. Very good pick, Mister Incredible. That that's just that's your brute strength, right? That there. is my you know strength. I mean? A good pick. That's it. That was your big strength. There are people you could have gone with him. You went with Maui. I mean, you got some brute strength. But... <sighs> well, listen, I can go one of two ways. I can go brute strength again and uh, out brute strength your brute strength that you just had, or I can go a little bit more power heavy, a little bit, a little bit more, a uh, little, little something, something. Uh, I'm gonna go power heavy. I'm gonna go right to the genie route the same way you did. I'm taking Merlin. Thank you very much. Got my power. Got my heavy hitter. He's going to mop him. And then Merlin's going to be like, yo, Elsa, powers are gone. Uh, Yeah, no problem. Merlin, dang it, that's a good one. That is a good pick. If you get Elsa really angry, maybe you should do something. Otherwise, she's just kind of chilling, not wanting to use your powers. Yeah, she's going to be too busy singing, though. Yeah. Um, She has the voice of an angel. So... (laughs) I'm going back to brute strength again. The the unbeatable, the the uh, the mighty, the trained by the best trainer of all time. Oh, I know where you're going with this. This is supposed to be my pick. The no. one who sent Hades back to where he belongs. I the one who it. made Olympus proud. I, I thought I was gonna get this. Hercules, baby. That's I don't even explain one. anything. Hercules. That's enough said. Mm-hmm. Hercules is yep. good. Maui, mm-hmm. Hercules, that's a strong team. Very strong team. All right, Andrew, what Let's you got? see. All right, I'm going to throw this one out there because I want some intelligence. I want someone that is adaptable uh, and that has a history of finding weaknesses and exploiting them. Going back to the Incredibles with Syndrome. Oh, my God. The man who got beat by his own tech. That's who you're going with? A cape. Some pretty a good cape. tech. Some a pretty cape. good tech. A cape. Yeah. The man has a history yeah. of hunting You're better off supers. with Jack-Jack than you are with Syndrome. No. Yeah, I would have took Jack-Jack and just... No, or no, Nash. No, no. no, I'm thinking about the technology. Oh. Uh, that's a terrible pick. I'm just letting you know. And <laughs> ain't no Elsa. Ain't no Elsa. Hey, no. Elsa would be like, oh, <laughs> Fariz. Fariz. <laughs> All right, I need to go with some brute strength. I need some somebody who can, you know what I'm saying? Like, you grab Hercules by his little ponytail-looking thing and just be like, "Yeah, get out of here," and then grab Mister Incredible and just, you know what I'm saying? And my man, I went with Sully from Monsters Inc. I'm going mm-hmm. with the big monster. He's the going big- in there. Furry cat. Good there choice. There you go. He's he, he's he's handing some ass. You know what I'm saying? He's doing what he needs to do. 
So I got brute strength there. I got my wizard. I got my witch. Huh. Or I got my frozen chick. I say wizard. I need, I need well, Maleficent's kind of both, but not a wizard. You know what I mean? I think I'm gonna have to go. I need to go with some. So we go with some speed, or should we go with some fighting a bit? You know what? We're gonna go with somebody who cannot die. Mm-hmm. I am gonna go with my man. Jack Skellington. He, I'm going with Jack Skellington. He's super skinny, tiny, moves like a like a spider to rip his own head off. He's getting in and out. I'm taking Jack Skellington. So clearly, this is a, comp- a competition between me and Matt. It, it oh, seems so. It fire! Seems so. What? What is happening right now? This is his game. Okay, I'm going with Jack Skellington. Okay. Jack Skellington. He can't be right. killed. I can't <laughs> lose. I win. <laughs> I win. So every draft that I've had, I've tried to come in from different angles. So with this pick, I need someone that can command, someone that can get a whole bunch of minions following underneath him, oh, someone God. that can get an army behind him, and who better like a man than is. the king of the seas, King Triton. That's a good one. It's a good one. I guess a little bucket of water will help you out very much. Yeah. Though, but. yeah. All hail King Triton. That's the best mm. part of that entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's it. I mean, the, the guy that Ursula defeated pretty handily. That's who you're going with. Yeah. There ain't no Ursula around this time. No Ariel to muck it up. Fair enough. <sighs> well, uh, it's back to me. And uh, I'm going to go with, again, just pure power. Not even brute strength. Just pure power overall. Uh, a not well-known character to us lonely young people. Uh, us being younger than Andrew and below, uh, to us people that have lost the appreciation for the art of what Disney's brought to us, the man that Walt Disney himself is called the Devil. I'm going with Chernabog from Fantasia. Oh, nice! That's that a good is, pick. That's a good pick. That's a very good pick. Very good pick. Freaking Devil. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, that is literally a. Solid and once pick. again, enough said. Andrew, you're uh. on the clock. Oh, wait, it's no, my pick. Yeah, oh, you got your pick. Yeah, you get to get, it's your wow. last pick. It's your last pick. This is my last pick. Okay. I need someone kind of spry, someone kind of quick. And my team is so powerful. I just need, like, someone to be funny and just crack jokes the whole time. I'm going to give you guys a layup here because I'm already going to win with just these four alone. All right? <laughs> give, give me Mushu. I'll take Mushu. Mushu. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. He can definitely give it. Jack Skellington a run for his money. I tell you that much. No, <laughs> give Jack Skellington a run for his money. He's, he's you give Mushu a gong and a wand, he's going to kill Jack Skellington. I promise you that. <laughs> then, he's going to be uh, frozen because Elsa's going to be freezing see. that ass. <sighs> Who do I need? Someone powerful. God. I got them all. I got them all. Got one powerful person. Merlin's the only thing. Trying about whooping everybody on anybody's team right now. That's pretty good. I'm freezing that chicken. Uh, you're done, Steve. I'm just in shock that your number like your number one draft pick was Elsa when your number two was better. Yeah. <laughs> and your number one. Clearly, clearly better. You flip those two rounds. You guys, you probably you guys are crazy. Yeah, you, might have, you might have a decent draft when you flip those two around, but she's freezing everybody. I don't understand how you guys, if you're frozen, you cannot move. You, you, the wizard is the only person you have to be worried about. You realize there was free- listen, hold on. You realize there's ordinary men in these films that she's fine, not even super power entities. Normal yeah. men have gotten past her trying to shoot them to mm-hmm. freeze him. Normal men. 
So and much so know? that she missed and shot her own sister in the heart. <laughs> what are you talking but about? But you also know she <laughs> froze a whole town. She didn't and mean now, to if, do it. She didn't even mean to. That's she didn't. Did and now imagine if she, she wanted to. Imagine if she wanted to. And then with Maleficent right next to her, a fire-breathing dragon, we're it's over. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. you Hercules can run as fast as he can and be as strong as he can. But if he's frozen in, in ice, she's going to miss. She's going to yeah. miss. That's the point. She just literally has to freeze normal, everything. Normal men ran by her, not very quickly. They just kind of like move out of the way. And she shot her own sister as a result. It's mm. not hard to dodge. Also, and, and we've had two films of this where she has missed shots multiple times and someone else has had to I save would, her i would have to you've done bickering let me finally pick my last one yeah who's your Fair last enough. one my last one is the god king himself zeus mm. i think zeus zeus it's a good one trying about mox authority but go ahead zeus yeah, that dude's huge, man. I was looking up how tall that guy is. That guy's turned about. Yeah, that yeah. that was that was yeah. a, a, a sleeper. Pick, right? It's a sleeper, yeah. I say. And in, and in the fourth round, come on, come <laughs> yeah, on, that's really good. Yeah. Dang, I, I was surprised. Yeah, I was surprised that King Triton was up there for so long. That's a good point. I didn't think of King Triton. Or it's Zeus. a good pick. Zeus is an obvious. Zeus one. is a good one. Zeus, yeah. yeah it, so I was definitely like trying. Here, I'll let you pick your last one. I'll explain. Yeah, let me grab my, my last my one. Idea. Kind of yeah, stuck right. between two. Using that Google search, I did mine from memory. I did mine from memory too. Chernobyl. When you when I first was told about it, Chernobyl well, I, was the I, first person I thought yeah. of. I just didn't want to. I, see, I knew he wasn't. I wanted. Big, so I wanted Genie to be my. Technically, Genie, my third Genie's a good pick. one. Yeah. I wanted Genie to be my third, but I was like. I was like, ah, people will sleep on genie, and then it came out. Ah, I didn't get genie. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, I need a fighter. I need someone who's like good with the sword. I don't want to pick. I Long? do. I'm surprised I, you're not picking want... Dash from Zootopia. <laughs> <laughs> What's the weasel's uh, name? Little, little weasel? That one that gets away from uh, Judy Hops? <laughs> Uh, oh, the little rat-looking thing, yeah. or uh, or the the Godfather, the from... Godfather one. <laughs> hey, hey, don't be mad. Oh man, my team's my team's solid. Zootopia, I want to go. I, I wanted underrated. to go with the movie. But see, second one coming out soon, by the way. I wanted to go with Baymax, but I also want to go with the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. But yeah. I'm gonna I'm, I'm I'm gonna go Beast. I think Beast. <sighs> I need a fighter. I need someone who's who can move around yeah. like an animal. I'm gonna go beast as so wrapping up my to team. a pack of wolves. Yep, good choice. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna go beast. One bite to the heel. <laughs> yeah, I'm going beast. Here's the take. You can have him. Yeah, one bite to the heel, one brunette, and he's done. <laughs> yep. Hey, that's a good looking brunette. You know what I'm saying? Many people mm -hmm. have fallen. Mushu is immortal. So uh, I think it's clear that me and Andrew are in the race for this win here. <laughs> Negative. I think you guys—it's like trash. It's just—it's just the Jack Skellington one. Is a, is, honestly, he's—he's <laughs> he's on the list of the strongest. The, the Frozen Disney one characters as number eight. Like, the Did Frozen you look up, one. Like, what the list? New characters. What the list? Made? In, Who made this list? If type in strongest Disney characters, and on every list, Elsa is number one. That's not unless strong, you go to the one I saw. Elsa is ten right now. What are you talking about? 
so on CBR, fixed. which is like the number one comic book resource slash pop culture thing in the world. It, then that must be the only one because the a lot this, these three here. So can we talk that, that Steven picked both Sully and Beast, which are like basically yeah, the same, same person? Yeah. Yeah, I got two. You put a brunette woman in front of them. He's they're both done. Mm -hmm. Probably for the same brunette. Probably. But hey, I got two fighters. I got a wizard. I got a dude who can't fucking die. I also have a dude who I can't die. Okay, then what's the I also do. Who, who, who oh, can't yeah, die? I, I have a I have a couple people that can't die. You have the genie. Who's that? Genie and Zeus. Oh yeah, I forgot about Zeus. Then. Zeus, like, Zeus if that's Zeus? if that's the standard, then any character almost in all of Disney films is immortal. What are you talking True. about? Zeus is the god king. Kill no, we need to see. We need to see. Like, this is Disney Zeus. That's what we're understanding. Disney Zeus let his son almost die a few times. Disney yeah. Zeus he didn't want to pay stop Hades. He had to let his son stop Hades. And Disney Zeus was probably the worst father you ever seen in your life. He wasn't good at anything, really. <laughs> he was good at talking, that's for sure. But that's it. Yeah, I know. Uh, Brenda MC ten twelve. They're haters. I don't know what they're. You know what I mean? They don't know. Sully, listen, but he's he's getting schmong yeah, dangled look, in look, the arena. Sully and Beast and Jack Skellington are A tier characters. No, they're getting and Elsa. slaughtered. Slaughtered. Not even. No way. Elsa is Elsa and Maleficent are my heavy hitters. Elsa they're, isn't they're doing... even the most popular person in her own film. And what film did she, she save the day? Doesn't Not a single one. She froze a get killed town. by one man. She froze accident. a whole town. She couldn't do it again if she wanted to. You want to know how but we know? She, I can tell you how she, we know. Oh my gosh, you're crazy! You're crazy. She in the, in the second, second one, film. She, she can't even cross a, a river. She can't even cross a river. Film, the second film. At the end of the second movie, she pulls a horse out of the ocean and rides it across the ocean. She freezes the ocean and rides a horse. Doesn't across freeze it. the ocean. How is she riding across the ocean in a frozen horse if she's the horse not is not frozen? Free? How is she riding a horse then? It's, a, water? it's a water Just... horse, and the horse is not something she created. It was an element within the the within the water. Who was that on she her has side. control of. No, who was on her side. The same way the elements of the wind were you're, on her side that, as you're well. You're crazy. Because she's you're the crux to all the elements. If you want to make that argument, go ahead. That's fine. No, no I'm just I'll saying. Get your facts I, straight, at least. The horse wasn't frozen, you, and she didn't control it. It yeah. did what it wanted to do when it wanted mm -hmm. to do it. Because it made her drown for like five minutes straight. And then she's like, please help. Then it finally did. I'm going to hardly. I have to disagree on that one. It's I'm in the movie. Say, it's not an opinion. It's I'm in the movie. Say, That's what happens. I'm going to say that Elsa still technically is the the strongest. How it's listed, uh, we're. I mean, you got to be looking at like the cutest character strong list. Like, oh my god, you guys are dumb. <laughs> it's it's probably made probably made by someone's daughter, which is why they think Elsa's the strongest person of all time. Every daughter loves Elsa. Hell, every mm -hmm. son loves Elsa at this point. Elsa's just the most current big thing, so of course she's gonna get all the love. Every the real Steven list loves Elsa. The real list, Dude. and for being real here, would have Genie number one, mm -hmm. and then Chernabog number two. Who beats who beats him? Chernabog. Yeah, he doesn't really die. Same way Genie doesn't die. Yeah, he's freaking just and just goes away. Yeah, <laughs> he's like I'm done wreaking yeah, havoc. He just Spirits come with what me. Happens. Yeah. yeah. That, well, yeah, this isn't 
Screen Rant has Goofy as number one. And then third, Maleficent probably as well. Third. <laughs> Where's Goofy? Goofy's gone. Yeah, it says Goofy is number one. Hey, you can't die. Why are you looking at somebody else's list? No, Screen oh, Rant. No. Screen Rant's like freaking everywhere. I wanted to see what they had to say about it. And it has uh it has Goofy as number one. That's kind of weird. That list Ursula is, is number three. And then it has Rafiki. You have Rafiki on there. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Ursula is not a bad pick, but still. Oh, no, Stephen, your 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 list is backwards. It's going from ten to one, not from. Oh, okay, 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 okay. That's why. <laughs> Wait, what's the <laughs> what's number one? If, Wait, so Elsa's ten. <laughs> figment number one. Are you kidding me? Wait, what? Yeah, fig. Yeah, this is genius number two. Then I'm trying to Nick find Mouse the number number. I see Elsa at five on this list. The 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 first three lists I see on this link has Elsa not at number one. If you go to Google, you go to Google and you one, type in the, the most powerful one. Disney character. I'm, I'm on she's... it. I'm doing the first three articles have her at number five or below or not on it at all. And then the fourth article written by Joseph Ryder Anderson.com <laughs> slash blog. Uh, she he has him her at number one. Well, and, uh, clearly uh, he's an expert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, let's and listen, let's go with that well, guy's story. On, hold on, hold on. Let's 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 piggyback off this. Elsa. Is number one on the list. His next article right after that is why is Iceland cool all of a sudden? Maybe he's a climate control person. You know what I mean? Climate, you know what I mean? I don't know. I just still think I freeze everybody, everybody's frozen, and then I just kill them. Sorry, Steven. I think your team gets outed with the, quick, with the quickness. The quick four oh three. I think I think the, the crazy part is the first round, okay. Else is a second round character. Cool, you got her in the first. Maleficent was a good bounce back, and then mm-hmm. and then you went Jack Skellington. <laughs> Jack Skellington. <laughs> no, I didn't go Jack Skellington. I went Sully. Then I went Jack Skellington. Both of them. That's Both still them. just as bad. You're yeah. crazy. So, I think nine out. Of, I think if we're <laughs> gonna fight ten times, I'm so hard. Eleven out of ten times, your team's gonna lose. I I would I, let's yeah. post it and let's see what people think then. Let's see, it, let's see if you guys are cool, your team. and don't put and just put team A, B, and C. Don't put like yeah. our names. Sure, and we'll see. We'll see what people think, and see who who. If you guys are thinking, you guys your team's better than mine, and the internet thinks my team's better than yours, but we'll see. I'll take internet. The internet. Yeah, Joseph Ryder. Jack Skeleton. Solely a beast and say, Nah, that's not it. Joseph Ryder Anderson, that's for sure. That man's gonna Negative. be spamming. This is the one, Elsa. Just, right. just put it thrown in bots. All right, let's let's uh let's wrap it up here. This is an easy dub for either me or Andrew. Trash. Don't know who. Um, yeah. Hold on, wait, 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 before we wrap it up, oh, oh, all I want to say is I know next week is my game, and I think I have a game that's gonna rival your last week game, Matt. Yeah, that's I'm amazing. just I'm gonna let you stew on that for a week. Yeah, well, because this one I, I tested it out and it was it was fun. I'm excited for it. Yeah, it's it, gonna be good. It, it just it just my game was just perfect at the right time. It was it was good. Much thought and yeah, research. You know what I mean? So yeah. Uh, but good game this week as well. I mean, we mm-hmm. haven't had a bad game, game. That's for sure. This was actually. Yeah. This is way more entertaining than I thought it was because of Jack Skeleton and also specifically. (laughs) Jack Skeleton's handing some ass. But anyways, uh, this has been another episode of the Slightly Unqualified Podcast. We are your lovely, gracious uh, talkers. I am your immensely great and better than Steve Harvey host. We're signing out. Peace out. See y'all later. Have a great rest of your day, night, evening, whatever it is where you're at now. Adios. (laughs)